Hello and welcome to WordPress Marketing, the podcast which teaches you how to climb to the top of the WordPress business ladder from those who have already climbed it. I'm Joe Lobo, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Mark and Michael from Theme Fusion, the team behind Avada, the most popular theme on WordPress. They reveal the secrets behind their success, including how to engage with customers, how they price their product, how they market it, and much more. Don't forget that if you want to catch future episodes of WordPress Marketing, hit the subscribe button now. Okay, so here I am joined by Mark and Michael from Theme Fusion. Mark is the CTO and Michael is the CMO. Guys, thank you for joining us on WordPress Marketing. Well, thank you for thank inviting you for us. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, so I know, Mark, you're in Austria, and Michael, uh, I believe you're in uh, somewhere in Yorkshire. And so what's it like, kind of, given, I know I was talking to Mark just now about how you have a deadline coming up, and you're obviously both working extremely hard. Um, what's it like being in different parts of the continent and having to work so closely? It's, it's very challenging at times, you know. I often sometimes think, especially when there's a deadline, that if you were sitting within the confines of an office, um, things like brainstorming um, would be a little easier. I mean, obviously, communication is easy enough because we communicate in various platforms all the time. I think when you're exchanging ideas, especially for me on the design side and, and working with a number of people, if you can storyboard, you know, within a meeting, everybody's within the same room, I think that does help. But it, it, it doesn't I mean, that's just, a, that's just a different dynamic. The fact that we work remotely does work. Um, you just got to keep on top of, you know, being fastidious with communication and clear. Do you guys make an effort to meet in person each year? Yeah, that, that too. Maybe if I, if, if I may add to, to what Michael just said, um, it makes it difficult sometimes, but it also comes with a big advantage, in my opinion, of uh, variety. Because if you're in an office, it's usually not as easy to have people from so many nations and so many cultures in your company than you have when you're just working remotely. And yeah. so sometimes it makes things more complicated because of, of communication and to, to get everyone together. But on the other hand, it, it, offers, it offers a lot because it, it just brings in the, the possibility to get different views from people, which, which help, especially if you're in a creative uh, industry, which we are. Absolutely, when it comes yeah. to, to personal, yeah, when it comes to personal, yeah, we do. Usually we, we take WordCamps for that. So especially uh, in WordCamp Europe is, is usually one of the points where quite a few of us meet because we have several team members uh, working working in Europe. And that is, that is usually what we, what we do for for meetings for getting together and at least that that makes it that makes it once a year it's not that easy for everyone because people are spread all over the world but yeah if possible we we try to meet at, at these kind of places so obviously you guys work at theme fusion one of the brains behind avada what I, well the number one plugin on wordpress um and i guess a kind of open question is how, why do you guys think it is number one on wordpress what what makes it sort of the most popular one out there well for me it's just a few few words really that that make all the difference i mean we're doing the job now for for seven years and in these seven years one thing has been extremely important to us and that is steadiness and reliability and i think this is what makes 
most difference most because most people just just want the product that is reliable that they get used to and where they know this product is going just to stay and to get better and I can use it for years and I, I, I will always be serviced by the company that is doing uh, or creating the product and, and this was the vision right from from the start I mean there are other things like you have to have good code quality you need good designs and and everything that that is needed to have a WordPress theme or that gives users and customers the possibility to create their sites for their customers but I think that is that is what everyone is, is is trying to do. At least some do it better, some do it not as good. But that is what everyone tries to do. But these kind of soft skills to be steady, reliable, and do whatever you can to have the perfect customer care. I think this is what really really makes the difference and what makes you succeed or not. And this is this has always been part of it, our DNA, really. Yeah, I, I totally. I mean, all of that is. I totally agree with all of that. And, you know, to add to that, you know, anything like a th when you develop a theme or you create a product or you um, create a startup, you know, everything starts with a vision. And that vision, I mean, if you go back nearly seven years, that vision, um, especially on the design side of things and usability, that vision was formulated by Luke, Luke Beck. Um, being the founder of the company, he, underst he understands what it is that makes people um, engage with, with, with software on, on, on a visual level. Once, once that ball started rolling and Avada was obviously launched, everything that Marcus just explained now becomes a, a, an integral part of how you, how you progress and grow the product and how the product turns in and continues to stay a success. You know, you, you, you take that vision and you don't just accept the fact that that vision is all it will be. You, you continue to grow with it. You work with customers. You understand what customers desire. You look at what the marketing uh, um, or what the market trends are and what the requirements are. And um, you, you keep evolving your product or your theme, as in our case, um, to match those demands and to actually go further than that. As you mentioned there, Michael, um, understanding what customers desire. Um, could you talk me through the process of how you get feedback from your customers and how you incorporate that into future updates to ensure that you improve the product further and that is something that your customers want to see in future? There's a very fine balance. And I actually want Marcus to take this question after I've answered that. But there's a very fine balance here because obviously um, – you know, you can have 10,000 feature requests for a theme and you've got to then determine and understand which are the ones that are feasible to implement. You can't just throw everything into one pot mix and, and just expect it to work because it, it won't work that way. It, it'll make the product heavy and difficult to, to, to work with. Um, but there's a lot of planning that goes in. On, 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 on customer level, we have um, a first point of contact and that'll be um, a customer sending in a feature request. We are open to all feature requests. We take every single one that is submitted to us um, into account, and we actually record them. Um, the development team work on a system called Git, and that helps them organize and plan um, their development going forward. And Marcus in particular will obviously, he evaluates 
um, what is the most important to work with. Obviously, security is is is, is of the most highest importance. Um, features are nice to add in, um, but we've got to decide, and they have to match our our development plans whether adding a feature in will actually be beneficial to the customer or not. You know, there's there's got to be some sort of consensus, at least you know, a certain number of requests coming in show us how popular something is and the development team then investigates what is required to implement that um, and what the future impact will be in terms of where we're going with the product. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. And maybe maybe I can just, just add some figures that, that people get, get an estimate about uh, how much feedback we do get. Yeah. For example, on 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 Theme Forest, where so and and that's platform to to sell themes. Um, we currently have more than thirty thousand uh, comments from from users and also pre-sale questions. Uh, more than twenty-two thousand ratings on on the theme, where obviously feedback comes in. Um, we also have a Facebook group, which is which mainly has the purpose of people helping people where mm-hmm. users are exchanging their opinions, where they're exchanging uh, solutions to, to site setups they're doing, uh, and where users are asking for help or for others to, to, to do their projects. So that's, that's quite nice for, for the customer base. And obviously, there a lot of feedback comes in from, is this or that possible? Could that be added in the future? So that is a, a huge source of feedback. And um, in the last 12 months, we, we answered over 50,000 support tickets. That's, that's about 137 per day. Um, I mean, that, that does make sense because our user base is now by over 500,000 customers. But obviously, you get loads of feedback there. Um, as, as Michael said, we, we are tracking it making sure we, we draw the right conclusions. You, you get a sense of what is brought up a lot of times. So where, where there's a huge need for something and, and which, which parts are not as important. Uh, and we, we try to, to weigh and balance that and also balance that again against um, current trends on, on the market. So all of our team tries to, to stay involved and stay on, on top of the latest trends within the whole WordPress community. So you know what, what people what people want, what people need. And that is balanced against uh, the, all the user feedback, mostly that coincides, but we, we, we just try to, to draw the best conclusions out of, of, of both there. And I think it, it, it works out uh, quite nicely. So at least yeah, we have a lot, of, a lot of sources of feedback which we use to, to do this. Absolutely. We, we, we listen as much as we can. It's as simple as that. You know, um, a, a lot of what you do becomes intuition almost. So the more, the longer you do something, the more you start understanding without words being spoken, you start understanding what people require, what people need. I mean, we, 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 one of our fo- core focuses is, uh, or focus points is, um, What is it that we can do to improve your workflow if you're using our product, our theme in WordPress? What is it that will improve your workflow, that will speed things up, that will give you um, better efficiency and, and foster results? And that's just one facet of it. But it's, it's, an, it's an intuitive situation. And you, it's, 
It's like the old timers would say they would stick their head to the railroad tracks to hear the train coming along five miles away. It's the same concept as that. Yeah, I mean, you, you learn through the feedback you get. Yeah. And, and you, the more feedback you get, the more you train yourself to, to draw the right conclusions. And, and usually that also is true when you start to make a difference between, for example, freelance workers and agencies. Because they have similar needs, but it's not always the same. And we obviously try to serve them both the best we can. And that means that you, that you have to adjust certain things to, to, to make sure both of them have the perfect workflow. But that comes through the experience of working and through working with the feedback that our customers really do provide. Absolutely. And as you said, uh, I think, Mark, you said that you, you're dealing with around 50,000 support tickets. Um, yeah. And, I, and I know how important customer service is. Could you guys give an idea of your approach to customer service and how you ensure that you get such a high percentage of positive feedback? Internally, our approach is we invest in our people. I mean, this sounds cliched, but when you join our team, um, you're joining part of a family. And I know that's cliched. However, what, what is testament to that fact is that the absolute vast majority of our team have been with us for years. We've got an extremely low staff turnover. And we're very proud of that. So by investing in your team, by helping to empower your team, that, that keeps them on the ball. So especially on the support level, for example, when, when the guys start work, they, they start work each day because they want to. They start work because they look forward to what it is that's going to be coming up for the day. And it, it can be challenging. Um, but we encourage a sense of professional relationship between our support team and our customers. We always encourage our customers to engage with our team because they're there for them. And we always encourage our team to listen to whatever the customer is saying, question what they're saying so that you are accurate. You can give an accurate reply or give an accurate solution to whatever the issue might be. The, the same goes for the rest of the development team. You know, they, they, they have to feel invested and they do. They feel invested in what they deliver because once you deliver or implement or create um, the end user is the one that is going to be the greatest judge of that. So you've got to feel ownership in terms of when you feel something is done correctly or, or, you, or you feel that it hasn't, you know, you get the problem resolved or you, or, or you implement something that's, that's even better. Um, we, we take the time to listen to our customers. Not everybody can be happy. You know, you can't make every single person happy no matter what you do. So whenever there is a difficult situation to deal with or a difficult uh, conversation to have with someone, you do that by putting yourself in the other person's shoes. So we try and remove all sense of entitlement, if that makes any sense. And even though we are a successful company and we've done, we've got amazing achievements over the years, we don't look at ourselves as we've, we've reached the top. You know, we're finally there and we can rest on our laurels. We don't do that at all. Every day is a new day. So no matter how, how many customers we have, whether we've got 500,000 or 3 million, we have to see every day as a completely new day and not, you know, have a, have a um, what's the phrase, almost like a nonchalant, you know, way of approaching things. When you compare, Michael, say five or six years ago to now and your approach to support, is there anything that you've learned that you've changed to improve it further? That's a, it's a, it's a, that's a very good question because it's an evolving process. It's continually changing. 
And it goes back to what I was just saying about not resting on your laurels. Every day is a new day. And there, there's always challenges. I, I'll give you an example. When, when I used to be the support manager, one of the things that I did for better or for worse was, you know, it's good to follow an example. So if, if the guys had to be working extra hours or working hard because we've had a release and, you know, support volume's gone up, I, I'd, I'd be there. You, you're not just marching orders and saying to the guys, get the work done. You, you're part of the process. And as long as you keep yourself part of that process and you keep your door open, whether you're management or not, you keep your door open, that helps everybody that works around you and with you to feel safe enough to make mistakes and also safe enough to bring improvements, to bring suggestions, to bring whatever it is that might help improve just the general support process. And you, you, you mentioned how over the years the number of tickets has gone up dramatically. How do you scale up the level of support to match it? Do you have a sort of figure in mind where you know that once you reach X number of tickets, you need to hire a, an additional member of the support team? How does it work exactly? Um, well, in, in, in my experience, it, it, it's not really the amount of support tickets because the support tickets can take like 30 seconds or it can take half an hour. It completely depends on the ticket. So it's not really the amount of tickets. It, it's rather the, the amount of, of time that is that is needed to, to provide answers to every single customer. So Absolutely. We, we have a response time where, where we say, well, we don't want our customers that they have to wait for, for days to get a, get a reply. We want to, to have the response time as short as possible. And that is what we usually go with. And if we see well, it could go up higher than we wanted. Then it might be time to bring on a new team member. So that, yeah. that is one of the, the main figures how we decide if it's if it's needed to have uh, new stuff on support or, or not. Absolutely, again, that's, that's exactly it. Customer satisfaction comes comes in there once again because it's not that you just want an answer, but you want it as fast as possible, obviously. So we totally understand that because everyone is under a certain amount of pressure and needs the answers to his questions and completely get that. Sometimes it can take longer because, yeah, people sometimes don't believe it, but we also only humans. But, yeah, obviously we see why the response time is important and we try to keep it as low as possible. I couldn't agree anymore. And that, that answers that, I think, you know, succinctly. I think it's really, that's exactly it. One of the things with Luke, like Luke, the founder of the business, um, I, I bring him into this um, into this point because he's, he's a fastidious man. He's got a, he's got an incredible eye for detail, and the devil's in the detail. So, as Marcus was saying, it's not about support volume; it's about support satisfaction, and that satisfaction is broken down into exactly as Marcus said: reply times and and the, the strain that it has on our, our our team. But the moment Accuracy, accuracy starts becoming an issue, then we realize as well that, you know what, we need to start adding new people to our team. We just added somebody quite recently, um, and that is to scale up because you can only do so much in a day. And if you start trying to do too much or work too fast, you lose sight of the details, the accuracies. So just, just to round up the theme of, uh, engagement with clients. What do you guys do to make sure you have a strong relationship with them and that they feel engaged with the product? 
obviously trust trust is something that that you earn and it's it's not it's not something that that people give away as a present you have to earn it and that comes for example through listening to the feedback that customers provide and obviously customers see that that you respond to the feedback that they provide and they appreciate that it is also through through the ways that support is handled that the people see that we care and that we usually just go the extra mile to to do everything to, to help them and to solve the problem, uh, even if it's if it's not within the scope of, of the theme, really, if it's possible, we, we try to help as much as we can. And um, that is that is, as I said at the beginning, I mean, steadiness and reliability. That is things that people see and they see it over not only a few weeks but over months and years. And that brings you, that gets you the trust, that that earns you the trust, and that is what people generally look for. And when you see that their feedback is valued, no matter through to which of the channels, well, they, they already feel like part of, of the community and our community forum that we have on our, on our website and our Facebook group obviously help too because people see it is a community-driven thing really where people not just buy a product and are left alone, but they have awesome product support. They have a good product uh, documentation and they have the community with other users where they can exchange opinions and, and things like that. And I mean, let's face it, that is what WordPress in general is all about, and that is the community. Yep, absolutely. And if, if I could add to that just one more thing, something that really does foster trust, and it's something that I know that we are proud of, and not many others actually um, within the arena that we operate, and that's the, the marketplace. Um, are able to do, and that is everything that relates to Avada that makes up what Avada is is built in house. So yeah, we do we do we do bundle some plugins, and those are third party um, developed plugins, but they have no uh, um, bearing on the actual theme itself. They just um, provide additional functionality. The theme, the Fusion Builder which helps you design and create all the amazing content that you have um, is fully developed in-house, which means we don't have to rely on anybody for updates. Um, you know, instead of just having a theme and like a lot of people will include a page builder, etc., into that theme, but the page builder is not part of their um, own product. They have to rely on third parties to deliver updates, security, management, etc. all of that, doesn't affect us. It's all done internally. And yeah, that and is what fosters that trust. Yeah, and, and that is where you are back at the ease of feedback because if you if you rely on too much third-party stuff, especially when it comes to page builder, um, how are you going to incorporate user feedback into the page builder if you don't develop it yourself? It's difficult. Exactly. Because you exactly. have to rely on, 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 on another company that gets completely different feedback from, from other users. So that is a big advantage from doing it all in-house because, yeah, we, we, we just develop our own stuff. So we, we, can, we have a direct approach to, to the user feedback and have all control over, over our own software. Um, so what, once you, as you mentioned, you have a number of different products to go with Avada and you're constantly updating well, all of your products. How do you ensure that your clients are aware of any new changes? 
Well, we do it in, in several steps, really. So when we know that the release is, is close, we, we usually use uh, social media to, to, to promote it so that people know that a new version is, is coming out. On our sales page, on, on ThemeForge, we market the, the new features, the new stuff that is, that is coming in a very visual and intuitive way so that people are easily aware about what is new. Uh, we have a, a written change log within this theme where we can see everything that has changed from, from the last version. And on our main demo side, we, we also usually have a, a huge page uh, we call it the What's New page for, for every for every bigger new release where people can can see all the new stuff directly in action. So they, they see what it is about, what can be achieved with it. Uh, they can see they can see videos about it. They can see uh, how it really works, what you can do with it. So there are quite a few ways really where how users are made aware about new stuff that yeah. that, that is coming. And of course, also through support because. As I said, we, we rely on user feedback and use it. And if a user suggested something and we were able to, to, to get that in, for example, right in the next update, I can't promise that all the time, but sometimes it's possible. And if it's possible, well, we report it right back to the user and say, oh, yeah, this is going to be in the next update. So the user who brought it up is already aware when the update comes out. Yeah, that's cool. That is what I suggested. It's it's in, in, in the new update now. We understand that updates are important to customers and nobody wants an update to be buggy or broken, do they? So the development team work extremely hard at making sure that the update is as seamless as possible and they are 99% of the time they are. And that communication, I mean, I go Pete Tong on, on social media all the time. I'm constantly sending out regular messages, telling our customers who do follow us on social media that, you know, there's a theme update, here are the update instructions. We've got a fantastic um, guy that handles our documentation of videos and all our documentation is not only comprehensive, it's highly detailed. So the update process is extensive extensively explained if i can put it to you that way and if somebody just creates a support ticket and says i need to update how do i do it we do one of two things we provide them with all the update instructions and we immediately encourage them to make sure that they follow those update instructions and if they get stuck some people are a little nervous or they're not used to working with wordpress or anything technical on that level well we get stuck in and you know, if there's time, then one of our guys will actually help them with the process. And that's all about being as open with, you know, with communication as possible. As you guys mentioned on Theme Forest, you obviously have a page where you put in the features that Avada has. How, how do you plan that page and how do you decide what goes where on it to convince people to download it? Everything is yeah. important. You know, I'd, I'd love to be able to stick the top 25 and, you know, I know Avada is our own product and I'm, I'm tooting our own horn here, but I'd love to stick the top 25 best features within just the top, you know, 100 pixels on the screen so that everybody can see them all at once, but they won't fit in. So it's a painful process trying to decide the hierarchy of what is explained as why Avada is as good as it is and why you should buy it. It's not a process that's static in the sense that you just do it once and leave it for five years. As we speak, we're actually doing, uh, doing exactly that process. We are revising um, our marketing information with regards to Avada, and it takes a lot of attention to detail. And it takes a lot of understanding of the product, understanding of the of, of our customer base, and also an understanding of where we're going. It's, it's also 
kind kind of trade off or at least balancing out uh, between existing customers and, and new customers because existing customers will always be interested in what is new, what has been new in the last update. So obviously you want to 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 show that so that they are aware. Yeah. On the other hand, that might not be as important to new customers who are looking for solution to 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 build everything. So you have to market that too, so they are, that they are aware, well, it's not just these five or 10 particular features that are nice, but well, here you have a reliable suite where you can have everything out of one hand to, to do all your website projects. So yeah, as Michael said, there's always too little space to, to get that in and, and to get that above the fold. It, it's just not possible, but yeah. We're sticking together our heads. They're usually thinking about the best ways to do it. How often are you guys updating it? With what in particular? Are you referring to the item page on Team Forest? Yes, for example. Fairly regularly. I mean, Avada does evolve and change, but it doesn't change so much that you have to redo the page. I mean, a, a, a general branding exercise obviously would be one reason. But if, if something important is implemented, like when we had the GDPR rollout across the world, um, we implemented a privacy toolkit for Avada users that helped them manage and control their GDPR settings. So that feature then goes straight to the top of the item page when that update is released. So we do rotate some information there fairly often, and that is all contingent on how important those particular new features are. As Michael said, it, is, it has a lot to do with the update cycle of Avada itself. And there yeah. we have also quite a few updates. I can't really even count the maintenance releases we do. It is more than more than a dozen, in, in maybe even twenty a year, just to make sure people people get everything they need. If it is bug fixes or just service releases, to to ensure performance is good, security is met in, 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 in to, at least um, to the slightest detail. And on the other hand, we have the the, the major updates, and I say, well. At least once a quarter, we have a major update, really. Um, so, yeah, altogether, you, you get quite a few updates of the product every year, if, if you want to, because we, we just release it. You, you don't have to update, obviously, but we always recommend it for a bunch of reasons. And that always means some update to, to the item pages, to the what's new pages, to make sure, as we talked about earlier, that people are aware of uh, what changed, what is new, what can we use now. One of the things that I'm, I'm always intrigued by is the pricing strategy, not only in just simply how much you charge for the product, but also whether you offer a subscription-based model or how long you offer support for. Could you guys explain like your approach with Avada and how you came to your price and your strategy? Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, there's a story to that. So um, not, ev not everyone might be, might be completely into to Envato and Steamforce and how things work there. Let, let me briefly explain that. When the company was founded, it was founded uh, more or less directly through communication on Themeforest. So it was clear right from the beginning that, that we would be selling a lot on Themeforest and we found a very good and reliable partner in Envato for the past seven years to do just that. Um, they offer their marketplace where, where you can get your, your themes or all pieces of software that you could ever think of when you're in the website creation business. Since they offer the marketplace and the infrastructure, they also have uh, 
a set of a set of rules and and, and a set of um, procedures that take place when 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 you want to sell your your products there. One of the things that has changed on Envato is um, that people now when they upload items they can can set their own prices. This has not always been the case. So when we started, it was actually Envato who set the prices for different kinds of, of software, as a plugin or a theme and so on. And now that has changed. But things that are still uh, in, under the control there of Envato is, for example, um, the support license. So while you pay for the theme and you get a lifetime license, so you, you just buy the license and you get free updates for lifetime. So it's not subscription-based but it's license-based, but you get a support license for half a year within one purchase. And you have always the possibility to extend your license for another half year or even for a year. And you can also do that on, on ThingForest directly. So the first support period is, is part of the actual license price. Then you can extend your license if uh, the support license if you need it or not. And if you buy a new product license, you always get another six months off. A free support. So that part, for example, is not under our control, but it's, it's set by Envato, and of course we follow that. So in that case, I, I can't really give you more information about uh, how we decide on, on, on the support licensing because, yeah, we just have to play by the marketplace rules there. And um, in terms of promoting Avada over the years, have there been any marketing channels that have particularly worked for it? Yes, the main one being Envato and the Theme Forest Marketplace. The platform itself is its like a well-oiled machine in that sense. It provides a lot of traffic and it's one of the most visited sites in the world and has been for years. They... Um, a lot of the visitors or buyers are funneled through a lot of the marketing that Embato does. On our side, we've been very fortunate in the sense that our, our product, our theme, Abada, um, and our pedigree speaks for itself. So uh, it's a very fortunate place to be in. Our marketing has been focused, but not on a broad spectrum, more focused in terms of existing customer base and what is available in the marketplace. We're starting to change that now. Yeah, bottom line is it comes down to Envato and, in, and, and the marketplace they provide. Yeah, I, I guess that that's, you, 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 can't, you can't really overestimate the, the impact that the marketplace Envato provides has, and they're doing an amazing job there. In, in terms of promoting Avada on social media, are there any particular channels that you found that have particularly worked for it? Well, I would say we get a lot of feedback and direct user interaction on Twitter. So Twitter turned out to be a, a nice tool for us. Mm -hmm. um, as, as mentioned earlier, the Facebook group is, is a huge means of, of feedback and, and communication with our users. Of course, we have our own Facebook page too. So people that are in, in our Facebook group see what we, what we promote on our Facebook page and, and uh, vice versa. So that, that helps. I think that's, that's, that's the most important social media channels. We also have an Instagram channel now, but... That is more or less already started and a lot of interesting stuff is, is, is coming there. So it's definitely worth following it. But in the past, I guess that the main channels have been um, Twitter and Facebook, really. You say that Twitter has worked as a channel. What was the plan with using it to promote Avada? Did, do you have a sort of strategy regarding it? Just general, just communication. Um, you know, we, the guy, we are the guys next door. We know that our product is trusted by many. We know that many, many people repurchase new licenses all the time because of that invested trust. So whenever communication goes out on Twitter, it's, it's fairly light, it's professional, but it is 
we're the guys next door. You, f- you feel you feel safe with who we are. Um, we make it a point to respond to every single comment on every social media platform, including YouTube, as soon as we possibly can, within hours if possible. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I just forgot to mention YouTube because it's, it's, it's huge, especially because we, we have expanded our video documentation hugely in the last month and, and obviously a lot of feedback is coming in there too. Another way that you guys uh, promote Avada is through partnerships with other successful plugins. How do those come about exactly? Do you, is it a case of identifying the ones that match the best with the theme? Or do you analyze the ones that reach out to you and, and, and work out which ones will work? We started off, for example, our bundle, bundle plugins. We, we, we bundle two uh, um, very popular slider plugins, like Layer Slider and Slider Revolution. And we know we open communication up with any plugin that we want to include or incorporate. So we have an open communication channel between our team and theirs. And we a lot of the decisions are based around what the customer needs, what we feel complements Avada, and what complements the customer's workflow. I mean, we could add five slider plugins, but what's the point? If they all do similar things, it becomes a maintenance nightmare trying to maintain five sliders over and above all, uh, over and above all the other plugins. It's what complements Avada and what complements the, the, the customer's workflow. Those two coming together is how a lot of those decisions are made. Will it bring yeah. benefit? Will it bring benefit to the customer? Yes, I mean, that, that, is, that is the most important reason to, to, to add something or to, to do partnership with them or someone that that you, you add value for for the user, and of course, if if you are if you're thinking about well respected and well established brands, it, it does make sense to consider that. I mean, if if you think about an online store about e-commerce on WordPress, obviously you you are going to think about WooCommerce, and yeah, that that is why why we have a design integration with WooCommerce. The guys, they usually are really nice and helpful if we bring up issues or incompatibilities and we try to help if, if we see something ourselves. So that works, works out nicely. And if you think about uh, multilingual sites, obviously you will think about WPML. And all the guys we know from on the go systems have been awesome and, and helpful, providing feedback, providing support, and we try to do that vice versa. So... That doesn't it yeah, definitely they, uh, influences the decision. So if, if you have a well-respected brand and you see that these guys are doing their job more or less the same like we do our jobs, driven by passion and, and with a vision to make life easier for the user, well, then it's always good to form a partnership there because, well, obviously you have the same goal to make the internet a better place. Exactly, and I'm glad you brought WPML up, Marcus, because that's a good example. They're like-minded people. They care about what they do. They care about their product. They put a lot of effort, a huge amount of effort into what they do. And besides it being an amazing product, it serves our customers better than anything else in terms of language plugin. As you mentioned, Michael, just there, um, one of the important things is to serve the customer. And one of the ways that you can do that is by providing high quality documentation, which you guys do. How do you approach ensuring that the documentation you provide is relevant and is going to provide a significant value to your customers? We've got a, a, a wonderful member of our team called Jeff who handles and manages the documentation and videos and all of that. So let's say we in, we're developing a new feature that's not been added to Avada before. In the development cycle on Git, obviously that is allocated to the documentation tag. And 
Jeff will work with one of the members in the team if, if he needs to, to formulate the document technically that makes sense for the customer in terms of how the new feature works. We keep track of all features that are changing, so when we implement additional options or um, we change something within a, a, an existing feature, that's once again open communication that gets allocated to documentation and that is implemented. So we we pretty much, well, we are completely on top of the accuracy of our documentation because you that's very important. You've got to be accurate. And although we have so much documentation, Jeff, as an example, myself, Marcus, Michael, back in the office, everybody knows what is inside of this documentation. So it's we, we're on top of keeping track of it all and we make sure it's as accurate as it possibly can be. Yeah, f- fully agreed there. And again... <laughs> It is it is user feedback. I mean, you, you get feedback from users, and not not about the documentation, but about what what is their what is their problems usually in in understanding something. I'm not. It's not always specific about about it, but maybe just specific about WordPress, like setting up a, a site so that you can start to to develop your your own design and things like that. Well, if that comes up a couple of times we start to think, well, it might be good to have a, a doc about just that, about just general site setup so that you're all set and can start to work. And people appreciate yeah. that because then they just know, yeah, there is a source where I can get that information. And it is user feedback driven. When we see, well, that requests are coming in several times for the same thing, well, yeah, then we do a new doc explaining exactly that where, where, where our support team can then tell users, yeah, here, here you have detailed instructions with either videos and images and also examples so that you know how it is going to work out. Then another round of feedback comes in where users tell you, yeah, I found that pretty helpful. Or where they have a suggestion and tell you, yeah, um, maybe you can add that in too, that it will be even easier for others. And then we do that. So it's, it's a, as, as Michael said, it's, it's a revision process too. Absolutely, and like with our support team, you know, they they are, for the lack of a better phrase, in the firing line. You know, they're on the ground dealing with people and customer support tickets all day, every day. We we foster their investment in the documentation because, like Marcus said, if there's a repetitive issue or a repetitive question that needs to be addressed, um, the support guys will notify whoever needs to be notified that hey let's update this document or let's let's expand on that document or let's create a new one. People will communicate within the team. So it's not just one person. Everybody's invested in documentation, for example, making sure we can deliver the best information possible to all customers. You were talking about the team there and you mentioned at the start of the chat about how WordCamps are a great way for you guys to meet up face-to-face. What, what are your aims when you go to a WordCamp or a WordPress meetup besides catching up with each other? Yeah, as I said earlier, I mean, it, WordPress itself is, is a community project and we are all for that. So we, we love the WordPress community and that, that is why we want to be an active part of it. And WordCamps are just a really, really good opportunity to socialize with the community and to be an active part in the community. And it's it's talking to our customers because we, we get lots of questions from our customers even even on Twitter, I had I had a WordCamp Europe 
a few weeks back where, where one of the customers contacted me on Twitter and asked, yeah, can we meet in the lunch break? I, I need some information. So we're always happy to do these kind of things. But also we, we meet our, our partners there from other companies, for example, like, like WooCommerce or WPML, uh, the events calendar and, and, and other great plugins where we have design integration or another form of partnership. So we talk to them, look into how it can we, can we intensify the partnership uh, are there things that, that should be improved that could be even better? And of course, to to get to know um, other people who are not already our customers, but who would be interested in, in becoming customers. So all that you that you do uh, to to be part of of the community. And some of our team members usually also like to to meet with some of the uh, WordPress core team to have some chats about things that where we see uh, room for improvement or where we could engage and help. Uh, and we also see that as a good opportunity to, to be there if it's the contributor today, which is very important to the community. Always just in, in private chats to, to help people or the, the core teams out as best as we can. You were mentioning to me, Mark, about how a couple of days before WordCamp, you were speaking at a, an Invato conference, if I'm correct. How often do you give these talks and what kind of value do you find it gives to promoting the product? I think it is it is another nice way to to be active in the community. Um, I can I, unfortunately I couldn't say that that we are doing these kind of, of talks often. I would I would like to do them uh, more often if possible. When Envato is doing their world tour, uh, we, we try we try to be there and we, we try to to do talks there. So. Hopefully, this is going to work out on the next World Tour as well. And we, we would also love to, to speak at, at, at WordCamp. That is not always as successful as I, I, I would like it because, uh, obviously, a huge amount of, of speakers there. But, yeah, we, we, we try to do our best and to, to provide insights in the talk that, that we are able to do, um, that well you're able to a larger audience so that it's interesting for for almost everybody, because I've seen talks that go too much into detail into a certain direction, and it's only for a real small audience where it's interesting them. And if we do these kind of talks, we try to reach as many people as possible so that they get value when 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 they stay in the talk and, and listen. But yeah, I'd say I would like to give more talks in in the future. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that and, and hope that it's going to work out. Absolutely. The, the recent talk that Marcus did, and he did an amazing talk, the Envato World Tour. It's not it's not a focus on promoting Envato. It's a focus on promoting community synergy amongst authors. And we happen to be in the very fortunate position of being as successful as we are. And there's a lot of questions people will have. How do I get to the, that point? How do I achieve that? When I, I'm just starting out, how do I... As, an, as a theme developer launching something on, on Theme Forest, how will I get to that point one day? And it's, it, that's where Marcus really excelled at it. He, he, like I said earlier, it's, it, we're the guys next door. We, we, we're not a mysterious entity. And it's about the engagement between authors at something like Envato Worldwide. Given that the theme is the number one theme in WordPress, obviously a very successful few years. Are there any mistakes that you might have made in the last few years that you look back and think, God, I wish we, we knew more about that area before we, we made that decision, that potentially <laughs> other, 
other themes can learn from when they're approaching theirs? So I make mistakes every day. It happens all the time. Um, I think, Marcus, can you think of something? I mean, there's quite, there, there are, there are mistakes. There are happy mistakes, if, if that makes any sense. Can you think of a good example, Marcus? Well, one thing that I can say is, and I'm, I'm very happy about that, is one mistake that we never made is that we got frustrated by our mistakes. And that is definitely yeah. something that I can only recommend to everyone in, in this industry or everyone that is who, who might be starting to start. Don't let your, your mistakes get you down. Keep, keep trying and, and, and move on. I, I think I actually forgot who, who said it, but I think it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty um, interesting um, quotation. Try, fail, try again, fail again, fail better. Absolutely. And that is, that is what, 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 what usually happens. You can't do everything right in, in, in the first place. You are going to make mistakes, but hopefully you're going to learn out of your mistakes. And if you do so, well, then you are going to succeed finally and you will be able to, to deliver to your customers what they need. The uh, final question from me. When you guys look back at the last six years and the journey from launching the theme to becoming the most successful and how the marketplace has changed. Um, in your opinions, how different is it compared from six years ago to now? Yeah. It, it's one of the fastest growing and fastest changing industries per se. So you kind of expect that if, if you go back another six years, so, so like 12 years from now, it's been another complete different world. So. We kind of expect that because it's it's changing and moving fast. That that's that's a given. But yeah, con consider the last six or seven years since we're on the market, um, it's it's completely different than it was before, and um, it's it's a lot more competitive. And also, the the, the customer needs uh, have changed quite a bit, in my opinion. Also, yeah. the approach to to the website creation business in general has has changed. You know, if I, if I can say, Joe, if I sit back, you know, I, I often wish that I had the technical abilities that people like Marcus and Michael and the developers have. I understand how things work and what's needed, but how to implement those things, you know, the development team are, they're exceptionally good at what they do. And Marcus, you know, is, is the driving force behind all of that. And if I... Um, take a step back and look at all of that. Um, I just think it's, um, how can we say, it's important and it's amazing to watch a team work together towards a common goal. You know, so you, you, you don't take anything for granted. So the marketplace, I mean, the changes that we've seen in, in the WordPress industry just in the last year are phenomenal. They're huge. And these constant changes affect development cycles, update cycles, um, and all kinds of projects in between. And watching these developers, our developers, constantly working as hard as they possibly can to be better at what they do and to make sure that Avada is the best it can be is quite an amazing feat to, to, to witness. Because it's a, it's a, it's a continual, the, 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 the changes are in the industry are good because it forces all of us to continue trying to be better and to look for better answers and to not take no as an answer. Mark and Michael, I, um, I just want to say thank you very much for your time and for joining us here on WordPress Marketing. And like many others, I'm very excited to see what you guys have in store for Avada in the next couple of months and beyond that as well. 
So thank you very thank much you for joining so much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you to my guests, Michael and Mark from Theme Fusion. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. I'm Joe Lobo, and I'll see you next time.